Welcome to Everyday Health Simplified. I'm Elisa Poole, ex-teacher turned health enthusiast. Each episode, you get bite-sized pieces of nutrition and mindset education so that you can be empowered to take the next step on your wellness journey. Welcome back, everybody. I got a text from fellow Everyday Health practitioner. Shout out to Brooke in Portland, Oregon. And she was saying how this podcast and one other are her go-tos right now. So woo, thank you, Brooke. But she also shared that she is down a pant size and that her cravings for gluten and sugar are so much better this year than they were last year. Isn't that awesome? I texted her back and said, great job, slacker. Just kidding. I didn't say that. And I also told her a story of my own that as I was hopping into the shower that very same day that she texted me, I caught a glimpse of my own body and I couldn't believe it was mine. It looked so strong, so healthy, so young, (laughs) minus the deflated boobs after nursing two children, of course. What's changed for both Brooke and myself in the last year or more? Well, I think that we've accepted some cold hard facts. Have you ever heard the phrase, what you resist persists? Basically, it means that if you are resisting something, which could be a circumstance, a person, a truth, your time schedule, the world as it is, whatever the case, If you are resisting it, it becomes really hard to move forward inside that resistance. Whatever you're resisting, that is going to be taking up more of your brain space and energy. And as we all know, your mind goes where your energy flows. Put another way, whatever you're resisting, you're going to be thinking about more and more. And that means less energy on what you actually want to create in your life. However, if you accept the situation, the truth, the person, the schedule, the world, as it is, and as it isn't, then you can figure out how to move forward and how to problem solve, how to work within the circumstance. And that's what today's episode is all about. In 2023, I am committed to bringing you the information that you need to know. Basically, I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't share this information. So in order to gain health, happiness, and vitality, you have to know what you need to do. You need to get clear on what is true so that you can work within it. So today, we are going to talk about five truths about wellness that you must accept to reach your wellness goals. And when I say accept, I don't mean you're saying, yeah, okay, I get it. I mean, you need to accept it and say, okay, and then you internalize and prioritize these facts or else in the words of In Vogue, you're never going to get it, never going to get it, never going to get it. No, 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 no. If you don't prioritize these five truths, you're going to get what you already have. Or worse, you're going to get what you fear. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll get what you've got. Let's talk about what these five golden truths are that you need to prioritize if you want vitality, health, and wellness, not only in 2023, but beyond. First and foremost, you need to understand the truth that you are what you eat. Yes, it's actually true. The cells in your body, your brain cells, your skin cells, digestive cells, All the cells grow and regenerate regularly throughout your life. And what are these cells made of? The food you eat. Your cells are only as healthy and strong as the foods you give your body to use as raw materials. If your cells are the bricks of your house, what are you making your bricks out of? Straw, mud, trash, cement? Now, remember, I am a big proponent of saying food is not good or bad or right or wrong. Instead, I'd like you to try on the idea that nutrition falls on a continuum. On the left side of the line, you've got foods that are basically anti-nutrition, 
like artificial colors, flavors, artificial fats, and sweeteners, and sugar, and vegetable oils. And next to them are highly processed packaged items that resemble food, but are definitely not food. And on the right side of the continuum, you've got pro-nutrition, where you see things like fresh organic vegetables, raw nuts and seeds, organic fruits, wild or humanely raised animal products. Then you have space in the middle where things can land based on how nutritious that food is or not. You get the idea, right? So you can eat anything you want, but if what you're eating most falls towards the left side of the continuum, the anti-nutrition side, well, your health is likely on that side of the continuum too. The good news is a continuum is fluid. It is not static. You can have something over on that left side of the line. And if that becomes a regular occurrence, there will be consequences. As Madonna says, you just can't keep pushing your food over the borderline, borderline. By the way, your food doesn't only affect your cells. It affects your mitochondria, which are the power sources of your cells, where all of your energy is made. They get fuel from the food you eat. If you are eating to the left of the continuum, they are not getting enough of the fuel they need to work optimally. What you eat most frequently matters. If you want the food template that I use to coach my clients, I am so happy to share it with you. Text me the word food so I know what it's about and I will send it to you. My number is 727-591-4959. All right, you are what you eat, but you're also what you drink and anything else you ingest too. Medications play a role, especially if they are taken long-term, and I'm talking both about over-the-counter and prescription meds. So do the toxins that you intake via your food, plastic use, or personal care products. And don't tell your heart, your achy, breaky heart, but alcohol, nicotine, and vaping also directly impact your health. We all already know this, we just don't want to admit it. Does this mean that you can't have a drink occasionally? Does this mean you can't indulge and have some Cheetos or Oreos or any other thing that you know isn't really beneficial for you? Of course not. But it does mean the more often you eat or drink harmful food, the worse your internal and external health will be. What you put in your mouth directly impacts your mood, energy level, mindset, digestive system, and metabolic functioning. It also indirectly impacts your cardiovascular health, your mental health, and your risk for early death. You are what you eat, folks. We could call it a day after that first truth, but we're going to move on to truth number two, which is your brain health matters. Your brain operates your entire body. Dr. Daniel Amen is a fantastic resource for anybody wanting to learn more about this. Your brain tells your body to get up and press snooze, to exercise or not, to handle stress by avoiding, confronting, or coping. It also tells you to be kind or cranky. Many people don't think about their brain health because maybe we just take it for granted or maybe just because we can't see our brains. But truly, your brain health impacts the function of the rest of your body and your body's systems because it's the brain running the show. And guess what impacts your brain function? Survey says, the food you eat. If you are eating foods on the left side of the nutrition continuum, then you are contributing to emotional ups and downs, detrimentally impacting your metabolic health, and denying nutrients your brain needs. Dr. Christopher Palmer explains that our metabolic health, which is dependent on what we eat, is closely connected to our mental health. He has seen firsthand how mental issues like epilepsy, anxiety, depression, 
ADD, and even bipolar and schizophrenia have been alleviated due to nutrition that helps the brain instead of harming it. Are you freaking kidding me? Why are we resisting nutrition? Because we're addicted to sugar? Because we're too busy to make our own food? I'm sorry, that answer is not gonna cut it anymore. We must start eating as if our lives depend on it because they do. I'm channeling my NSYNC here and saying, they hate me, but it ain't no lie, baby, bye, bye, bye. If you are a parent, then you know that sometimes the loving thing to do is to say no. The same applies to your health. Many times the loving thing to do for your wellness is to say no to certain foods on the left side of the continuum and saying yes to others that you've been avoiding on the right side. Other things that impact your brain health, by the way, are substance abuse, exposure to toxins, sleep, stress, social connection, and brain injuries. So this also could look like you saying yes to more sleep, slow breathing, time outside, and time with people making a difference. You can do this, your taste buds do change, and it will take time. Your brain health matters, your nutrition matters, not just for you and your health and your future, but your family and your children too. They learn from your example. The third truth for you to prioritize is frequent exercise. I have already done episodes on the benefits of exercise and I'll likely do more because exercise is just too dang important not to do. And I'm not talking about weight loss. I'm talking about your health, about lowering your risk for obesity, cardiovascular disease, high blood pressure, dementia. I'm talking about gaining muscle mass, improving your metabolic health, your ability to handle stress. I'm talking about your body's ability to burn fat, your fat distribution and your body composition. I'm talking about respiratory health, hormone balance, and creativity. If you want a great example of how advantageous exercise is, then look no further than sumo wrestlers. Sumo wrestlers typically weigh between 300 to 400 pounds. They are obese clinically, but they do not have the typical health issues of people with obesity. They have high amounts of muscle from their exercise. They have low cholesterol, normal plasma glucose, normal triglyceride levels, and most of their fat is under their skin and not behind their stomach wall. Their metabolic health is much better than any other person weighing 300 to 400 pounds would have. However, when they retire and stop exercising as much, and I'm guessing their nutrition changes too, that's when they develop the typical problems that we see associated with obesity. And don't discount movement of any kind. Non-exercise activity thermogenesis, aka NEAT, is a fancy way of saying all the ways you move your body throughout the day and burn calories. This could be walking to and from your car, walking the dog, doing yard work, cleaning your house, etc. For many people, the total number of calories burned through NEAT activities is much greater than what they burn during a workout. So my advice to you would be to incorporate as much movement as you can every single day, especially if you have a sedentary job. Work to increase those non-exercise activities, like getting a standing desk, taking the stairs instead of the elevator, parking farther away from the door, and then a minimum of three to four days a week intentionally exercise, whether that's walking, lifting weights, high-intensity interval training, swimming, jumping, hiking, or even better, a combination of all of them. When you make a pros and cons list for exercise, there is a whole lot on the pro column and not very many in the cons column, just saying. The fourth truth, and four, is my favorite number. You must adopt a long-term perspective. Last week's episode was all about this, and it's true. If you don't adopt a long-term attitude about your health, you'll never reach your goal. And if you do, you're never gonna keep those results. Because the truth is, as your body and hormones change as you age, 
so do your nutrition needs. You must continually be intentional about your health and make a lifelong commitment to yourself. You are worth it. If you don't want to make that lifelong commitment, why not? The lack of self-love that you're experiencing in that is not coming from you. It's coming from growing up in an environment where you were never enough or felt like you weren't. Guess what? You are. You do love yourself. You've just forgotten how. You want to. Your body wants you to. Your mind wants you to. They are all singing Tony Braxton to you. Unbreak my heart. Say you love me again. Adopting a long-term perspective and becoming partners with yourself is one of the greatest gifts that you can give yourself and everyone around you. And lastly, the fifth fundamental truth you must prioritize is it's easier to prevent damage than repair it. By that I mean it is far easier to avoid gaining weight than it is to lose it. Anyone who's tried to lose weight can say amen to that. It's easier to stay metabolically healthy than trying to find it again. It's easier to continue or maintain than it is to lose. It's easier to not eat 200 calories than burn 200 calories. I don't know if you know this or not, but we are now at a place in our country where the average lifespan has started to decline for the first time in decades. We also have more people who are metabolically diseased than are not. Approximately 75% of our population is overweight or obese. Obesity is skyrocketing. Diabetes, cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's, autism, all are on the rise. More and more evidence is showing that these illnesses are preventable. This means they can be avoided by our nutrition and lifestyle choices. What I have seen happening that you may have noticed also is a movement to make these trends normal. My friends, this is not okay. Why? Because it is not normal to be unhealthy. We were not born to be unhealthy. Our diseases and illnesses are largely caused by our own doing, and that means we can do something about it. Let me be clear, this is not about fat shaming. I am not about shaming people, no matter the size. People come in all sizes and shapes, and that is beautiful. What I am about is empowering people, because who benefits from keeping you unhealthy, I ask you? If I were to take a guess, I would say the pharmaceutical companies, the healthcare system, and the commercialized food industry are all making a pretty penny by us not taking preventative measures for our health. You don't benefit by being unhealthy, do you? No, didn't think so. Neither do I. So let's recap the top five fundamental truths that you must come to terms with for your health. Number five, take preventative measures. Number four, think long, long term. Number three, Exercise frequently. Number two, get your brain healthy and keep it that way. And number one, you are what you eat. Think about which calories hold optimal nutritional value and eat those as often as possible. There is nothing that impacts your body like nutrition does. It impacts your brain health, your brain function, your emotions, your mood, your behavior, your ability to handle stress. It impacts your metabolism, your heart health, your lung health, how weight is distributed on your body, ability to exercise, your intelligence, and your vitality. It is time to take matters into your own hands starting today. If today's episode moved you, please share this podcast with someone else. Rate the podcast, follow the podcast, 
We need to get the word out and empower as many people as possible. And be sure to tune in next week when I dive into the world of fat. It is not just the flab you're trying to get rid of, and I promise you will learn something new. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Until next time, keep practicing health every day.